Coming up on TMS, Limp Bizquick makes terrible pancakes. I don't have a black eye. I've got a brown one. Vaseline nips and taint grease. COVID potatoes today, COVID vodka tomorrow. Mayonnaise and mussels. Normal balls. <laughs> Indiscriminate meats. Organic milk. It's just like blood. My crack has a proceeding hairline. What does my jock do at night? Ugh. Do not throw the cat. Romaine Cool, Secretary General of Keeping It Real. Oh no, Brian has a case of the olds. Chaotic Zima. Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. The question was rhetorical, you idiots. Haha, <laughs> sorry about the idiots thing. But what you need to do is monetize. Hello, everybody. The Morning Stream. Lights, camera, Kong! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is Tuesday. The day is April 28th. The month, or the year, rather, is uh, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hi, hi there. Does that does that theme make you dizzy? Uh, what, the... Yeah, that opening theme? Uh, TMS theme. Not dizzy so much as it does. Uh, um, I don't know. It makes me want to break stuff. So you're, not, to... you're not doing this. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't do that one. The whole time it <laughs> it's playing. No. If I did that, I'd hit all the wrong buttons, and before you know it, this would play. The jury will now retire. And I'd, oh, shit. That's not it. No. Oh, I got the wrong one. I don't have time to headbang. So you have to do all the headbanging for me. Can you I'll do, do that? all the headbanging. Blast right. my headphones on the initial headbang on the initial bang it flew off behind me the initial bang if anyone can uh, send me a clip of that oh, wait, uh, are you kidding me there's like eight people who are completely on it right now thank you because again yeah. and again that made me dizzy i'd like to <laughs> make you a little dizzy <laughs> i mean we too can't do it like when we were in high school and headbanging was the thing i mean it was cool and everything but we're i mean we knew that that wasn't gonna last <laughs> right we knew that wasn't gonna work for right. long no it's it's uh you know i mean it's it's like shaking a teenager you right. don't shake a baby and you don't shake a teenager <laughs> right eventually for it's totally different reasons but don't shake a teenager. things slosh around and get real weird in there hey uh, right. real quick the thing i played at the top of the show it was kind of hard to hear this is not a political statement i want to know this is a bit of a this is more like a um uh, what, what are the what was the sound clip where we thought it said one thing and it said another thing what were the words Oh, uh, like Yanni and Green Needle. Green or, Needle, no, yeah, uh, that's it. Yanni and Green, green Needle. Green Needle and Brainstorm. Brainstorm, and then that's it. Yanni and, it was a name, it was a girl's name, uh, Laurel. Laurel, Laurel, or Yanni. Yeah, it was really So <laughs> I have another one for you. This is not political. This is just Trump getting ready for a press conference, and he said a thing into a microphone. Okay. Does he say, hello, everybody? Now I'll play it first. Okay. Now after okay. I've said that, now that's in your head. So hello everybody. All right. So here sure. you go. Hello everybody. Hello everybody. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or does he say, "I love everybody"? And now I'll play it again. Okay. Here you go. I love everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it does. Actually, it's funny you say that because the first time you played it, even though "Hello everybody" was fresh in my head. Yeah. It still sounded like he was saying, I love everybody. I love everybody. Like, total, like a drunk, a drunk Trump. I love everybody. <laughs> I, I love everybody. I don't know if he was out of Adderall or what was going on there, but it was, uh, it was something. <laughs> Where's Mike? Where's, Mike, <laughs> Mike was just here. Mike, get up here. I love everybody. I love everybody. Did you get, um, uh, even if you got your 
check via direct deposit, your stimulus check via direct deposit, letters went out. We got one yesterday. Actually, Tristan got his before Tina and I have gotten ours. We haven't gotten ours yet. I haven't gotten ours either yet. I don't know what's going on. It's a letter that um, that I think an original draft of this letter must have had all of the I's and the me's underlined or bolded. (laughs) Yeah, we got one for Nick. It showed up yesterday. Same yeah. same sort of thing, and I opened it. I, I have a feeling that the, the timing depends on when your taxes were filed, and mine are still not oh, filed. Maybe because that's it. Yeah, my accountant is doing. I really July hope thing. you enjoy this stimulus check package that I single handedly brought forward to you. <laughs> and that huge Sharpie signature, man. Yes, I know. <laughs> By the way, which looks like it's it. It doesn't look like uh, I don't see a T in there at all. I think it looks like it says donald sunny d like yeah. if you look at his mm-hmm. the signature on that thing and and it's kind of like the i love everybody if you look at it thinking donald sunny d yeah that's what the signature that's what it says like. exactly as long yeah. as it doesn't say donald the purple stuff you're in good shape yeah so. i think i'd rather have the purple stuff <laughs> you know what honestly <laughs> when stuff. i was a kid i always wanted the purple stuff anyway like that commercial was like <laughs> that commercial was full of it they're like oh you got uh, something this and purple stuff Ooh, sunny delight I'm like no get the purple stuff that's what i want are you kidding it's great maybe that's what we call it from now on is sunny d yeah. right because he's <laughs> he's orange and he uh <laughs> i guess so all right hey uh brian i got a question for you i heard you played D for the first time do you want to tell I us how did. that was for the first time in 40 years or 35 years or something yeah how'd that go for you uh did a little roll twenty campaign. Started a little roll twenty campaign with um, uh, Tanner uh, Salem back in the AIE days, and uh, my son Tristan, uh, Jeremy, Paul, Barry Folk, and uh, uh, it was a blast. It was it was a good time. And I, you know, what'd you roll? Who I, are you? Are you? Uh, what are you? Oh, I am a I am a folk hero fighter. Nice, <laughs> nice. What's, what's your alignment on a uh, 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 lawful good? Uh, lawful good, okay. I believe. That sounds yes. right. So, That's very so good. when there's, you know, whenever there's trouble, I'm there on the double. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Bloodhound King. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dragle is my character name. Uh, oh, did you make him out of clay? Dragle, Dragle, Dragle. I made him <laughs> out of clay. He spins around and yeah, and then heads gold out to all the the, the good Jews. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. do you, are you guys role playing? Or are you just doing the whole? Uh, you just playing like the game, like proper you know, just board um, game. Initially, it was it was hard for me to get back into the swing of it initially and right and jump right into. Oh, good good morrow to you! <laughs> Fancy meeting you in this tavern. Right. So of course I'm you know, saying, "Wow, what drink have you brought me, Azima? I didn't realize they still made these. It's delicious." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome wait who's your dm in this is it barry uh tanner tanner is the dm tanner's dm oh that sounds like fun tanner'd be good at it that. is and he's doing some great jobs with the voices and stuff he's he's like you know really playing things up and uh we're doing the um uh, i'm kind of i'm kind of getting into the the role playing i'm amazed though like this is a side of I've, I've played played so many board games with Tristan over the years, of course, and and done so many things. You know, we went to Vegas together and did all these trips, Japan, and all these these great trips. And it's weird. I'm I'm seeing a side of Tristan in D and D that I've never seen, and it's a really funny, role playing y, um, goofy side of him. Mm. 
I mean, I've always known that he's funny, but this is like a whole different type of funny. He's being like, he's role playing in a way that is still true to the character, but is 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 Tristan's sense of humor all over the place, right? So he's like, um, all right, so I'm gonna get out my uh, short sword and I'm gonna do a little surgery on the uh, the frontmost goblin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a sign of a regular D and D player. It sounds like he's been playing a lot with his friends. He stuff, has been so. he has been playing a lot with his friends, so he's he's definitely one of the experts in uh, in our group. But yeah, it's I'm having a great time with it. That's I'm looking awesome. forward to it. It's uh, we played for six hours on Saturday night. Oh my! Started gosh. at seven, <laughs> and I finally at twelve forty five said, uh, "Hey guys, uh, I'm old and I'm fading and." Uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a you gotta have a time thing. I do, I do anyway with D and D. Anything longer than yeah. like, well, this, for the show we have to have a thing or else it's ridiculous. So we yeah, we but, have a three yeah, hour. You guys thing. have a three hour cutoff. Yeah, yeah. a three hour. Three tour. hours is a good time, and I'd say I'd say even four is fine. But boy, six hours, six is a lot. Yeah, and it's not that unusual. Like that's what people do with D and D. But you know, I can't. I got yeah. you. Got to go to bed. I mean, Brian, you yeah. only sleep till four anyway. You got to go to bed. Yeah, I know. I got to go to bed. That means, yeah. you know, that means I only get three hours of sleep on nights like that. That's right. But uh, that's cool. And you guys uh, didn't stream it or anything. It was just you guys playing, right? Just us playing. Yep. And, and uh, it would have been, I think it would have been really boring for people to, to see us this early on. Like if we were going to stream it, um, I think we'll wait until we're a little bit better at it. But the, the talk of streaming hasn't even come up and, and I'm fine with that. You, know, yeah. it's, uh, you don't have to stream everything in your life, you know? No. No, exactly. Let me let me have this. <coughs> yeah, this can okay. just be. Okay, okay, world. Yeah, it can, can just I be just yours. do something in private by myself? Oh, I do that already. We're playing D and D. Oh, oh, <laughs> I see. Hmm. Uh, so, all right. Well, that's great. I'm glad you guys are doing that. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, all right, yeah. we got some metalheads wrote in. Got a few emails in this regard. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use yeah. this one from Albert. It's on the issue of new metal because that came up yesterday and there was some confusion right. on all of our parts in various ways, mostly on my part because I thought new metal was a very specific group of, of bands and that was it and nobody else could get in there, but apparently includes mm -hmm. a bunch more. He says this, new metal, if hair metal was the antithesis of heavy metal purists in the 80s, that was delegated to new metal in the late 90s. Likewise, if the keyboard was an instrument that such purists felt had no place in a heavy metal band, that disdain was now held by the incorporation of the turntable. Ha. Right. So an example of that would be <laughs> like, um, uh, like uh, Limp Biscuit uses it a lot. Grunge, grunge being the right, grunge being the reaction to nineties um, pop. Like Correct. grunge was born out of a out of a response, an antithesis of nineties pop, and so new metal is kind of the um antithesis or kind of what spawned as a reaction to the, the music that was going on correct they wanted to take yeah. metal back make metal great again yeah. is what they wanted to do. <laughs> right um but in particular though this keyboard thing is interesting because a keyboard in old hair metal was annoying and no one liked it like piano-y mm -hmm. stuff it was like okay oh, no rain and all that right <laughs> does uh what what um what would van halen be uh, Van Halen would just, be purist, like oh, not, you know what? Nineteen metal. when they got to eighty four though, things got weird. Mm -hmm. Like nineteen, yeah, they I, threw that keyboard in. I don't know if I'd say they were hair metal. They kind of became a little more. They were kind of more hair metally when David Lee Roth was in, right? Then uh, I just call them like rock. Hagar. I would never call them metal yeah. at all. They were always just rock and roll, you know. And then the rock and roll they softened. Got super keyboardy. Yeah, it softened later on in those those other years, and they tried to yeah. take it back. I think a bit. 
with not the first Sammy Hagar thing. That thing was Cynthia's Hell. But the second one, mm-hmm. OU812, I think was what it was called. Yeah. That one was a little more back to their rock roots, or at least they tried. Um, yeah. Still wasn't yeah, people great. people are confirming. They're more hard rock, rock and roll, not really metal. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Anyway, it says early influences came from bands such as Anthrax and their 1991 collaboration with Public Enemy, Faith No More, and even Thrashers, whose rift-driven hooks were described as groove metal. Then Sepulchre, with their 1996 album Roots, are given credit. This spawned the rise of a new g- genre of music, inter- uh, sorry, influenced by two seemingly opposed forces, hip-hop and hard rock. New metal broke ground and gave way to bands like Korn, Deftones, Rage Against the Machine, and Limp Bizkit. That's how, you, that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Is biz, bizkit. Biz biz quick. Limp is quick. Yeah, bi- limp bizquick is not a good does not a good pancake. <laughs> that's name. a great. Yeah. I think I'm gonna use that as a trivia team name. Limp bizquick. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's perfect for what you guys do for those names. That's right on. Yeah. Uh, it says at the height of the popularity of the show uh, documents the unfortunate events of the conspired or that conspired. I think he means transpired at Woodstock in 1999, which included performances by Corn, Rage Against the Machine, and Limp Biscuit leading to new metals decline soon thereafter. Yet the mantle has still been carried on by acts such as Linkin Park Disturbed, among others. Anyway, then he gave some links and stuff. So I just want to thank yeah, Albert for giving us the lowdown. It wasn't until the third paragraph that he talks about the high of the popularity of the show documents. So it's a headbanger's journey. Metal, a headbanger's journey is the the show that he's talking about that like is... Um, oh, right. Yeah, he didn't mention... In that's the thing. talking about all this. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. We'll have to... That sounds like a, a cool show to check out. That I'm seems actually, like... I would watch that. That seems cool. I can't wait to check out the Spike Jones uh, Beastie Boys oh, uh, yeah. documentary. I hear it should have... Um, so the only complaint I've heard is... It's like a one-off hour and a half thing, and and mm-hmm. people say they wish it was like a six-part series or something like that. That there's more mm. to tell. So. That's a great. You know what? Leave them wanting more. I think it's a great. Uh, it's it's more than like yeah, it was an hour and a half. Probably could have been done in fifteen minutes. Good point. <laughs> I, I can't imagine any Beastie Boy stories could be Beastie Boy story could be done in fifteen minutes. But, sure, they're out uh, now, right? That's the thing I can see now. You can see it now. Not yes. As not. soon as you watch uh, Parasite, you can watch that. Okay. <laughs> I'm allowed to watch it after Parasite. Yeah. yeah. You got to wait until you watch Parasite, which, you know, know. has been f- free to watch on Hulu if you pay for Hulu. I do. So free. It's sitting there. Quote, quote, free. Waiting for me to do something with it. Yeah. What's well, my problem? I don't know. I don't know. All right, Brian, we got another message on your crack. Uh, oh, good. My crack. Your crack. Uh, it says this. This is the iPad hairline crack. Uh conversation that we had about your hairline crack on your ipad sure sure uh this person who'll call rasmus because that's their name let's call let's call him that yes. yeah literally they're literally little literally L- their literally, name little league their name yeah little italy their name here it is <laughs> how old is your ipad brian apple will actually replace products with hairline cracks of the glass of the glass during the warranty period for free are you still in the warranty period do you know i'm looking right now i want to see because i'm curious they did this for me for my, my old original uh, iPad 3, whatever that was, way back in the day. I had a crack, and they fixed it during the first two years I had it or something. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Okay. Where? There we go. Um, I picked it up June 12th, 2019. Oh, then you're, you're um, in the thing. Then. So if it is one year, which it should be a one year. Yeah, at least right mm-hmm. when your deal. Yeah, I didn't do I didn't do Apple Care. Don't right. Sometimes Apple Care is not worth it. Sometimes yeah. All right, well, good. Then there we go. Uh, sometimes if I'm still you don't with an Apple Care. Then I'm 
then I'm good. I'm going to do the rest of the show. I'm going to talk like this the rest of the show. (laughs) I'm just doing the whole rest of the show like this. Well, this way the the audience can't hear what we're saying. They don't know what we're saying. That's good. I did um, uh, do a little bit of a a little splurge with my stimulus check, Johnson. Mm. Wait, you haven't even got it yet, you splurge. Look at you. Huh? No, I got my stimulus check. Oh, I thought you said you didn't get it yet. Okay. No, no, no. We got our check. We haven't gotten the letter from from uh sunny d yet oh <laughs> all right got it the letter was for tristan got it like ours was That's for nick we still just haven't gotten ours period i wonder if it's because i don't know we pay all our taxes quarterly because mm. that's what you do when you're a little llc small llc thing I don't know why we haven't gotten it yet. I don't know what we're doing. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. So this is, I did a little splurge and got the, oh, look how dirty my screen is when you hold it up to that light. Yeah, that Fingerprinty AF. Oof, wow. Oof. Let's turn Let's turn on the screen so that uh, it hides all those fingerprints. But yeah, I picked up the, the new uh, keyboard deal. Oh, man, I have one of those coming as well. How'd you get it so freaking fast? They, they don't, they're not getting here till the, hold on, I 18th or something? I ordered mine, um... I ordered mine pretty close to when they were announced, and yeah. uh, I think it's because this I was late. keyboard, this keyboard is freaking fabulous. It's pretty great, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm this is uh, really good. Things. I actually, I actually do it. I do pretty much everything now on my iPad. Like I used to do some email and and um, a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of freelance on there. And now with the trackpad and the keyboard, I'm doing, I'd say, ninety percent of my customer response stuff on there on the ipad well i'm excited oh, even so. though it doesn't get here till late in the month next month but mine will be a uh dtns live with it segment so we're gonna do a little mm. uh, a little breakdown of what i think of that thing once i get it it's taking forever to get here though yeah um well that's good to hear because i'm very excited about that thing it seems like it's uh i don't know finally turns that that turns that thing into the most most multi-use device I may have in my possession. It totally so. does. Yeah. And then you stick your Apple pencil on there and you do a little drawing, do a little type and do a little dance and make a little love, get yeah, down, tonight. make a little love, get down tonight. So Excellent. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go deal with my crack and, and call Apple and say, Hey, I've got a crack. Would you like to look at my crack? Let me send you a screenshot of my crack. Can you fix my crack? <laughs> yeah. Then, then maybe you're all done. Maybe they'll take care of you. Yeah, thank you, Rasmus. Good, yeah. good suggestion. I didn't even think about the fact since I didn't get Apple Care, didn't even think about the fact that um, that they might do something about that. Yeah, they they will do hairlines. Yes, so do that. Okay. Not your hairline. Oh. There's no fixing. Yeah, that. I was gonna say there's no fixing that. No, it's Apple done. or otherwise. <laughs> um, all right, on the topic of sleepless nights. Yeah, Jeff, the friendly neighborhood physis- physician's assistant. Can't say words today. They're just not coming out mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. He says this, just catching up, FYI, the sleep agent in both diphrahedramine and uh, a.k.a. Benadryl is an antihistamine that centrally acts, a.k.a. AKA hits your brain and makes you drowsy, as compared to antihistamines like Zyrtec or Claritin, which does not cross the blood-brain barrier and they do not make you drowsy. Best, says Jeff, the friendly neighborhood PA. So I think he's saying in both Tylenol PM and Benadryl, this, the sleeping agent is di, uh, diphenhydramine. Yeah, hydramine. and that's why, that's why it knocks you out or makes you feel drowsy. Yeah, so there's not. it's not like saying, oh, it's going to be better if you do Benadryl over Tylenol PM. Right. Well, in this case, it is for you because if you were taking PM, you didn't mm-hmm. need the painkiller that's eating your liver up. Oh, sure. You just need sure. the effects that the Benadryl <laughs> would give you. No, but then somebody sent me an email or, or a Twitter post or something about a Benadryl uh, being linked to Alzheimer's. So mm. it's like... 
Hmm. Okay. Uh, which thing do I not want more? Well, you'll you'll forget. Don't worry. You'll forget. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, no, I didn't know that. That's no good. I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. Is that a thing? So, ah, so I'm gonna right. I'm gonna maybe uh, since I've got this bottle of the uh, theanine L L theanine whatever it is, I'm gonna try doing a thousand milligrams of that and seeing if it if it keeps me asleep the whole night. Um, the way the um, oh, I guess no. They said they take a thousand milligrams an hour before bed, and I need to do that. Maybe. Do you have? Okay, let me ask you this because it's a weird question. But do you have a oh, single night's question. sleep that you remember as being the greatest night's sleep you ever had? Because I have one night <laughs> in my lifetime that I remember. <laughs> do you have one like that? No, I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure I know I've had them, but I don't remember saying, "Wow, that's the first great night's sleep I've had in a long time." I'm gonna remember this day. All right, here's how I, here's why, and this, this will make yeah. sense once you hear it. Yeah. Okay. In 2011, <laughs> oh, geez. the night of, so the first day, we only had one day of panels and stuff for that year. So mm -hmm. that first day of Nerdtacular, I went home, because I live here, <laughs> um, <laughs> and sure. uh, I have never, to this, to this moment, had a night's sleep like that. I slept so wow. soundly and like a baby. Uh, without the crying so not really like a baby like a baby who sleeps all night <laughs> and you don't sleep well usually the day before under tacular no it's before, one day two days yeah day, day of weeks months before years before the thing airs i'm not sleeping well but that day <laughs> right. and the thing is i can't say this about all the other days even the mm -hmm. next year which was still where i went home that night and slept and then did second day stuff with everybody it it was just that one year this one year for whatever reason my body went oh and I just, hmm. lot, and my the bed was never more comfortable. I was never hmm. at a better temperature. I never just felt better waking up in the morning. And maybe Crazy. that's the greatest that's felt my entire life since I was mm -hmm. a kid that I can remember that I have memories. It's so weird to me. I guess it was that the stress weird. relief. But like I say, I have every other year, every other year we yeah, have it, and I just didn't feel. It's not like I slept stressful or anything, but I didn't have that kind of rest. It was something mm -hmm. something about that year. I don't know what it was. I wonder what it was. I, I did put roofies into your, um, oh, into your water bottle. Into there's your uh, always kombucha. an explanation. There's always kombucha. a, a kombucha. <laughs> did I have kombucha that year? What was the, what? <laughs> I don't know what you had that year. <laughs> I had a. I think I had a Coke. I think that was it. That's like mm. all I ate that day. Anyway, it was that was a hell of a thing, and I wish I could have one of those again. I think about that all the time. I think, man, can I just have yeah. one night like that one more time, please? Well, you know what? I'll tell you one night that I'm expecting I'm going to get a lot of really good sleep um, is uh, the night of the MS-150. Dude, it is uh, 60 days from today is the MS-150 big bike ride deal. And it's and it's happening. They're doing it. It's happening. They're doing okay. it right now. The, it, right now it is still planned uh, June 27th, 28th. Well, here's the deal. It it's that's it's not going to change that they're doing the fundraiser, the MS-150 fundraiser. That right. does not change. And right. like if they say, well, we're not doing the actual bike ride, it's still a fundraiser and it's still an event to to raise money for um, for uh, MS. Right. Um, here's the deal. I had a phone call with my aunt and uncle yeah. Barb, yeah. Aunt Barb, yeah. and Uncle George. She doesn't talk like that. It just it's just fun to say Barb. You know, like well, it's I'm a good stereotype. Wisconsin. Yeah, I like it. It's, and it's all Aunt Barb. <laughs> Hi, hi, Brian. It's your aunt Barb. <laughs> All right. Um, 
uh, she listens to the show now, so oh, uh, you know, oh no, <laughs> so she doesn't sound like I'm, I'm clarifying that she doesn't sound like that, especially because she might be listening. She probably is. Yeah. Hi, Aunt but, Barb. Uh, nice to see you. Good to have you here. Um, we are. Uh, we have decided that um, whether there is hell or high water, come either of those those instances, we are still doing the MS150 ride, even if there's not an organized ride, even if they say. Yeah, we're not doing the actual 75 miles up to Fort Collins and 75 miles back the next day. We have a route somewhat mapped out that the three of us will do um, to to be socially distant from, you know, any other riders. We're not in a big, we're not in a big peloton of people. By the way, did you know that, that that's called a peloton? Like no, the, no, I didn't the know. The big cluster of bicycles at, at a race before they kind of scatter and spread apart are called the Peloton. Is That's that why that is that why the, the company Peloton calls themselves that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wondered about that because I'm like, why is this bike uh, standalone I, bike company called Peloton? What's the deal with that? And people are going to tell me, no, it's not quite right, man. You're, you're close, but that's not right, man. <laughs> is that, is Which that I might, their I, voice? I, I'll admit I might be wrong on that, but I think that's called the Peloton, like the big cluster of bikes at a, at a race. Okay. Anyway, um... Uh, we are going to do our own 75 mile ride and um, and then another 75 miles the next day. And Tina is going to meet us at, at 10 mile or 15 mile strategic locations along the route and, um, uh, and, and provide snacks and pickle juice and uh, uh, Nilla wafers with uh, <laughs> peanut butter and banana slices on it. That's and, great. Uh, That's great. Yes. You guys are doing that. That's awesome. Here we go. So Blue Ridge John clarifies, yeah. in a road bicycle race, the Peloton, which is originally French, uh, is the main group or pack of riders. Riders in a group save energy by riding close, drafting, or slipstreaming to uh, to be particularly behind other Like you you can draft right behind a, right. another rider. So you know what? All right. I think I explained Peloton pretty well. It's like uh, the yeah. cluster of riders in a, in a, a bike race. Sure. That's weird that they named yeah. their one standalone bike. A peloton, though. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, it's because you're virtually part of a cluster of bike riders, I guess. Oh, because you got the lady telling you all to do it and stuff on the screen and whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah. Pe- peloton yeah, so translates to small ball? Does it really? A small ball. Uh, wee wee, poo poo. Is that true? <laughs> That's French for small ball. I guess. I guess small ball of a, a cluster of bikes. That's a ball of a bikes. Small, uh, a shrunken testicle. Yeah. Riders As if on you were taking steroids for your bicycle ride. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's um, awesome. Oh, so here's so anyway, so we're doing the ride yeah. regardless, and that's kind of the setup for the next thing, which is telling folks to uh, if they want to donate, even five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, whatever you can donate, definitely helps us out. Um, and like I said, the fundraiser is still going on. I want to be actually uh, I'm still part of a team, and I kind of want to be the the fundraising champion of this team because they all know oh brian does a podcast he's always going to have a lot of yeah, donations yeah uh tiny.cc slash bike coverville if you want to uh contribute if you want to donate here's what i'm doing this year last year i uh, people could submit a song for me to add to my playlist i'm taking it i'm kicking it up a notch bam um people can record an mp3 a funny or inspirational or some sort of encouragement and i'm going to be inserting them into my playlist i'm not going to listen to them until june 27th when i'm on the ride so i won't know what you're saying until until 
Muse uh, ends and your MP3 plays and I hear what you say uh, as part of my bike ride. And the cool thing about that is it keeps the whole ride fresh and new feeling, even if it's territory that I've traveled before, even if it's among songs that I'm familiar with. It's like um, something something kind of fun to look forward to. And I'll be like, oh, there's Zoe Brings Bacon leaving me a message or or something from Genie or something like that. So if they do the whole, uh, um, let's say they get, they go on with the event as planned. Yeah. And you're not I'll doing still, this on your own. Yeah. Uh, how I do still they, have the audio going. No, I know. I'm, I'm not about that. I'm saying yeah. if the, when they're in their Peloton, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. That seems like anti-social distancing measures to me. Doesn't it? It does. Because in that first, well, they don't, they don't uh, put us all at the starting line and say, all of you go. They actually do stagger the start, and um, they'll start teams together. So the the group called Ain't Too Proud to Sag, which is our our team, is maybe twenty five people, thirty people, yeah. and they'll have us all sit at the front or at the sit at the starting line, and they'll say, "Okay, go," yeah. and then they'll line up the next group, and it's the primal uh, pharmaceuticals group, and they'll say, "Okay, you guys go." Okay. So they do stagger them, and then it's not too far into the race maybe like a mile before even those groups going out really spread apart i'd say do they account for their time too so like if you're if you're sent near the rear you get you get seconds taken away from your total time so that if you won you didn't win because you overtook everybody you won because your total time is better i don't i don't think they do it as uh i mean i know they're tracking times because they do there are people at the starting line who are writing down your your bib numbers. You come in, and there must be somebody at the at the starting line who does it too. I guess I say at the finish line, somebody at the finish line who's right. who's um, taking down your bib number. But I don't think they do this at all as like a competition race. It's like they figure, hey, you're going 75 miles. If you complete this, it's a win. It's not like, uh, well, I beat like 25 other uh, teams and. Uh, yeah came in it's like uh you know it's a um uh i don't think they treat it as a race but are you you doing they're tracking time so maybe there is somebody who's saying who's you know pushing themselves to to do this better you're gonna do a uh you're doing the vaseline nips this year you're gonna have that i'm not a runner scott i don't do the vaseline oh i thought the bikers i thought the bikers did that no the bikers do the uh taint taint grease oh right that's what it was right it's the uh (laughs) It's the gooch smoo. The gooch smoo. <laughs> the gooch smoo. Yeah, the bum butter. I forgot about that. Nutter the butter. bum butter. That I absolutely do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got different words for it in the chat. That's great. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, looking forward to that. That'll be coming up soon and more on that. As we get there, you guys want to donate. Yep. Tiny.cc slash bike coverville. That's up there yeah. now. All right. Let's do a bit of this. Time for the news brought to you by. With all of us being indoor kids for the time being, it can be tough to find something fun to do with the kids. So what better than reading together? Have you ever wondered what our pets do when we're not around? One little boy might just have the answer. What does my dog Jack do at night? A new title from author Adam Mock brings to life the dreams of a child and his ideas of what goes on when we're not watching. Jack may seem like a normal dog, but he might just have a few tricks up his collar. With adorable illustrations by Segundo Garcia, Jack is sure to bring a smile while forgetting our troubles for a while. 
Great for ages three and up, this terrific book can be found at barnesandnoble.com. What does my jock what does my dog Jack do at night? By Adam Mock. I want to hear Brian's book. What does my jock do at night? What does my jock do at night? Yeah, yes, I it want to uh, know. slowly crawls away. <laughs> <laughs> Sentient. Why am I filled with butter? <laughs> I saw. I, I lived another day. It just <laughs> slinks off into the closet. Um, all right, jock dag. <laughs> here is your. <laughs> here are your stories for today. Let's see, we got time. A uh, couple. Yeah. There's a couple. They're in a boat. They've been sailing around the world completely cut off from communication. They had no idea the coronavirus pandemic was happening. <laughs> uh, I always wondered who we were going to find that was like this. There's going to be some tribe yeah. somewhere in the middle of the, I don't know where, somewhere that mm. no one ever goes in the middle of South America, and they're never going to hear about it. These people in this boat are never going to hear about it. Like, I knew there was somebody. It's a British couple. They say they were stunned to learn about the COVID-19 outbreak and that it had escalated into a raging pandemic after returning from a trip on the high seas, Elena Managetti and Ryan Osborne, who live in Manchester. Uh, Manchester. Yeah. yeah the, the United. Go United. Right? Isn't that a team? That's a that's a town name that you're supposed to try and pronounce in one syllable. Manchester. Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. I don't, I don't like trying to do that. <laughs> uh, they said that they knew very little about, of the virus when they set sail. Uh, they just knew, you know, they maybe heard about the China stuff or something or something mm -hmm. maybe happened there. That happens a lot, so you don't really think about it. Then they uh, hopped onto their trip across the Atlantic Ocean in February from the Canary Islands to the Caribbean and told their family not to share any bad news with them during the voyage. Family decided wow. to code and keep that uh, deal. I don't know. It feels like something you still maybe want to tell them about since you're traveling all over the place. Seems like I don't know. I mean, if they're, if they're just in the sea right like if they are just uh traveling in the oceans and not um not making landfall anywhere well if they why leave make more? if they Although, leave they left the canary islands went to the caribbean if let's say they get off off the boat in, in the caribbean mm -hmm. i don't know wouldn't they want to know i don't know it seems like you'd want to know the mini hit any kind of landfall i would think that if you are yeah if you're planning on going to uh um the bahamas or or you know some island or something or, or even go into a populous more populous area in the islands you mm. probably would want to know my guess is that that if they if their family didn't tell them anything then chances are they probably stayed yeah stayed away from other areas probably did uh they say but i'm just visualizing their boat coming ah so nice to finally be coming back to yeah. to land and then they're getting word about coronavirus and they <laughs> just basically you yep. turn and say nope do we like, have enough? Oh, uh, oh, oh shit! Get back in the we boat. Have enough rations for another another two weeks, don't we, love? Yes, let's go back. Ryan, turn the boat around. We're not getting off this boat. <laughs> exactly. In fact, she says in February we had heard there was a virus in China, but with the limited information we had, we figured by the time we got to the Caribbean in 25 days, it'd be all over with. Says Magna Getty. Oh, I love getting that Olive Garden. They do take out, so you can do that stuff. Oh, the good Magna Getty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. It does sound like it's a, it's like a lung. Long uh, <laughs> tubes long of pasta. Yeah, right? long it's tubes. Not quite manicotti, not quite spaghetti. It's manigetti. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it says here... When you're uh, here, you're confused. We told, <laughs> we told our shore contacts we didn't want to hear any bad news, which was a difficult job as it was pretty bad news, she says. But the couple soon learned something was up when they ran into issues while trying to dock their boat in ah, the Caribbean. there we go. Okay. Yeah, they tried to go to the Caribbean, Caribbean, however you say it. Or have you decided uh, to say it? Jolly good, sir. Uh, could you tell me why there's yellow police tape everywhere? Yes. <laughs> why, why is everyone... I'm sorry. Uh, could you uh, tell me why there's yellow police tape? 
Why won't anyone hug us? I don't understand. <laughs> that would be a very do odd feeling. Smell? Do we offend? <laughs> In a way, I kind of admire them, but also they might be turds. I don't. I can't speak for these people. They're probably fine. I don't know. But I yeah, kind of I admire mean, this idea that they were just didn't have to think about it. I know? think that'd be great. Talk yeah. about like ignorance is bliss right there defined. Yeah, I think that'd be okay. Yeah. Um. Here's a good one. A California city official resigned. After allegedly throwing a cat during a Zoom meeting. Oh, jeez. Ryan, here's your chance to throw a cat. We're in a Zoom meeting right now. No way. Not a chance. Grab Anaria by the scruff will, and just let it fly. I will I will pick her up and I will gently place her on her perch. All right. Fair enough. Uh, it says here, planning commissioner, not the comptroller, different guy. <laughs> sure. In California, has resigned after a video surfaced of him appearing to throw his cat and allegedly drinking a beer during a Zoom meeting. According to a report on Saturday, the video in question was uh, a Vallejo Planning Commission teleconference on April 20th. Chris Sounds Platt, like a bundle of laughs anyway, right? Doesn't it? Oh, what a party this must have been. Yeah. Uh, Chris Platzer was sent, uh, sorry, was seen on the video announcing, I'd like to introduce my cat before he apparently picked up the feline and threw it. Uh, after the meeting, Platzer was also heard by city staff making derogatory remarks. The Vallejo Times-Herald reported. Uh, he said in grumbling tones, I'm going to call BS, or uh, I don't know why I'm hesitating on the shit word now. But anyway, he says, <laughs> you know, it's because the story does, and it's made me feel yes, like I right, have Right, exactly. There's a lot of hyphens in place of uh, letters. All right, cover your kids' ears. I'm going to call bullshit on your little... On your little... On you little bitches. Oh, is that what that is? It's so short, I, I think couldn't tell. I think it's bitches, yeah. Because there's only room for two characters in there, so I'm like... <laughs> You little butts, you little booze, you little... <laughs> you boobs. You boobs. <laughs> I'm going to call bullshit, you boobs. <laughs> what, was it, what was he man's cat's name? Maybe that's what he threw. He Cringer. threw a growler or what was it? Cringer. It was cringer. Cringer. Yeah. cringer. Stupid effing cat. I'm a cringer. Listen to that name. Hey, JK Grammar in the chat, you should put that link into that YouTube for the people to watch. It's funny. It's an old thing I did on the show ages ago. It's still up there. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, according to the original commission I'm, meeting. <laughs> I'm He-Man. I'm going to wield my sword of power. I love that. Here's my stupid cat, Cringer. Um, all right. Let's see. I'm going to call baby. Okay. The meeting was held online due to the coronavirus pandemic. Well, duh. We know that. Um, in an email, email to the paper on Saturday, Platzer said he was resigning from the planning commission, which occurred. Days before the council was considering a resolution to remove him from the seven-person panel anyway. So he basically quit. I, you're not going to fire me. I quit, basically. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this guy just sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah. I've been to Vallejo, by the way. I went to, uh, didn't install at the Vallejo, whatever, Times, whatever, Herald, <laughs> Vallejo Times Herald, uh, right around the time I started doing podcasting because it, um, uh, it was that trip where I... Um, called ASCAP and BMI from the car mm -hmm. on my Palm Trio or whatever I had with a corded headset as I drove and described what I was doing with podcasting and playing covers and what I needed. What do I need to do to be legal? And and uh, wow, talked to them all the way back down to San Francisco SFO where I flew back home. Nice. I've been but to Vallejo, but only drive. I drove through there for something with my dad. I don't remember what it was. Not Nothing nearly as cool as what you were doing, obviously. <laughs> it was at least work related. You were getting paid. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm gonna. We found the video. Let me just play this oh, for good. funsies. Enjoy this, everybody. Hang on. Let me turn this thing down. Okay. Here we go. It's probably loud. So it's <laughs> 
and the masters of the universe. I'm Adam, Prince of Eternia, and keeper of the stupid secret of this dumb place. This is my purple stupid effing cat. Cringer, he and I are freaking friends. One day I held aloft my magic sword and said... Bullshit! <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. It's so uh, dumb. Like, why does it even exist? What were we thinking? Did you... Um, what is the story behind that? Like, did you just... Re- recall that introduction and then somebody added like put it over the music or what uh... yeah so here's what happened you and i were it was on tms we were on tms oh, was it really okay yeah and wow. you can hear you making a little chuckle here and there in the background yeah um and i was just doing i don't know we were making fun of he-man and i was doing the voice so then somebody took that raw out of there and then went overlaid it on video and this is back in 2011 july 21st 2011 they really made the video. really yeah yeah and uh and there it is Skeletor's cat was purple. No, it wasn't. Cringer was Cringer was green. Skeletor's cat was purple. Is what people are saying. Oh, you know, is that true? Yeah. Oh, I'm in my head. He's he's purple. That's weird. I just watched it too, and he's still purple in my head. Anyway, <laughs> that's good stuff, guys. Good stuff. All right. Uh, where the hell were we here? Because they used a lot of purple in uh, in uh, He Man. Yeah, like, it was a lot of. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of purple. It was purple and green and not a lot of calm, mellow colors. It was all blah. It was all purple. Hey, uh, the Belgians have some stuff to do, turns out. Belgians. Yeah. They're mad Belgium. Yeah. Home of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, uh, and French fries. French fries. And this story's about mm-hmm. French fries. Check this out. Oh, good. All right. Belgians, or Belgians as I like to say, <laughs> urge to eat frites or fries twice a week. To help deplete the coronavirus potato mountain. <laughs> coronavirus potato mountain. Yep. They got a mountain. Just, like there are three words that I <laughs> that I would not have ever expected to see together in the same sentence. Well, Belgium's farmers have exhorted their countrymen. <laughs> the the new ride to Disneyland, it's coronavirus potato mountain. Oh, I'd go there. I'd do that ride. It's an e-ticket. Give me the fast pass. Uh, let's see. They have exhorted their countrymen to step up to the plate and eat fries twice a week to demolish the 750,000 ton potato surplus that has built up because of the coronavirus. That is a lot of extra potato shit, man. That is a lot of extra potatoes. Uh, friti, frites, a kind of chip that is fried twice. Now we know yeah. what we know what these are. They're fries. They're like fries. They, fried, they twice. Were fried twice. Yeah, they're just twice fried. These guys, yeah. they're twice yeah. fried. What do the Belgians think they're doing? Anyway, yeah. uh, they're a national dish time. in uh, Belgium where they are regularly paired with mayonnaise and mussels mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i had to step away to that's barf. what's available in the gift shop when you get off of the uh coronavirus potato mountain right yeah they give you all the <laughs> you get access to all of the uh mayonnaise, <laughs> mayonnaise and, mussels. and mussels yeah which is a great uh, it's a my i look i'm not proud of it but the old uh, the <laughs> the porn i made in in college <laughs> in college it was called my may- sex tape it was yeah. called mayonnaise and mussels okay <laughs> that's what it was called anyway but potato farmers are hit hard by the country's lockdown measures which are imposed in mid-march and uh, closed a bunch of restaurants which means those things were getting out there uh here is the statement let us all eat french fries twice instead of once a week says Rome uh romaine cools romaine cools that name is badass <laughs> That is a cool name. He's the Secretary General of uh, Belgium. Pom, 
Yeah. Doesn't it almost look like Belgia porn? Belgia porn. Belgia porn. <laughs> Belgia porn. Belgia prom, even. Uh, Belgia pom, the trade association for potato growers in the country. So get in there, eat your fries, Belgians. We have a few Belgian That's listeners. Right. I'm curious if you guys have upped your uh, intake of the. Uh, and I'm sure they're, 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 you're probably getting sweet deals. Like, you know, it's like gas here. Gas is so cheap. Gas hasn't yeah. been this cheap per gallon since Nick was born. Like 20 years ago. I know. I mean, it, why don't you just tempted to go and get a bunch of uh, gas cans and just fill them up? Kind of. <laughs> like it was plastic. Uh, kind of do. Yeah. Oh, that's hoarding. We shouldn't hoard. There's plenty of oh, gas. Can, they have so we much. Can hoard gas. They're not going to run out of gas. Like, no, they can, have so much gas. Out. It's literally negative $36 a barrel right now. Wow. If like you. Paying. Here's paying the, you to take here's a barrel. The, here's true. Here's the math, Brian. If you could somehow manage to get 1,000 barrels in your house stored somewhere mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. take them off the hands of some barrel turnips yeah, yeah it's like turnips a little bit they would you would make you would make a hundred thousand dollars by taking yeah, them exactly. totally yep I, i'm in the wrong business totally yeah. i need to take advantage of people while they're down that's the new business i'm in mm-hmm. uh that'll do it for uh news for today um we're gonna take a break when we come back we'll have our good pals uh that come on tuesdays on we'll have bill here and jury and all that a jury, we're going to go a little deeper with Jury on um, movie, how movie stuff's going to deal with all this. I know we talked a lot with Steven yesterday about a lot of delays and stuff, but I don't know. Jury had some interesting takes last night when I was talking to him about places like the Alamo Draft House. What does this mean for, for them? Everybody kind of thought they that kind of thing was the future of movies, this more broad experience and not just going to see a movie, but you know, creating a place to drink and eat and hang out and all of that and they're getting hit really hard by this so what does that mean for them and that sort of thing a place where i pay somebody to interrupt my movie great exactly because honestly (laughs) politically speaking there's not a lot going on that's although it is it's primaries in ohio today that's true ohio good luck we may bring that up (laughs) good luck don't touch anything don't touch anything do they have the mail-in or did they kibosh that or what happened there i don't know we'll have to ask him that's a good question for because i don't know my ultra conservative state i live in has been doing mail-in ballots for ever so Mm -hmm. it works fine you guys should all just do it it's great all right we're gonna take a break let's play a song do you have a break song to play I have a break song. Uh, Ruben and the Dark have a brand new video and and uh, song today for a song called Dancer from Unlove, which uh, has been out for a couple months over on Arts and Crafts. Big thanks to Arts and Crafts Records for sending this to me. Um, I'm actually pulling another song from that same album called Outrun the Rain. This was the first single that they released from this album. And I feel like it's a little more upbeat, a little more, a little more exciting. These guys kind of have a who was I thinking like a Bastille and Lumineers kind of sound to him, mm. um, which of course I really like uh, front man is a guy named Ruben Bullock. Um, got a great voice and uh, the, the band is fantastic. Here is the band Ruben and the dark from their brand new album. Unlove with outrun the rain. Was it just a dream I had? Can you feel it? When you press your hands against my chest Can you see it in the sky? The spirit and the fire Can you hear it in the wind? A voice inside of my head 
setting sun, it's the ocean's tongue, it is freedom, the shame, the tears, the change. Sometimes you just have to change your socks, your haircut, your underwear. Welcome to Misbehavior Solutions, a Torture 500 company. As Shakespeare said, it happens. This is the morning stream. back everyone yeah i like that it was intense and cool yeah it builds up really nice too yeah i like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and put me in a place put me in a mindset like, you know, what's not to like you know what what is not to like mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm with you <laughs> all right punished props time my keyboard stopped working why oh. <laughs> i hate that you know oh. i love a good wireless keyboard but when they sure. decide to go ahead and not be uh, working, it's really annoying. Like, here, let's try that again and just see if it works this time because that's okay. obnoxious. No, still not working. Well, that's great. Let's try mm. it. Maybe I'll try plugging it in. Maybe that'll do it. What? Oh, now it's connected. 
All right. Well, that was obnoxious. <laughs> That's really obnoxious. I'm, it is obnoxious. I'm super Jeez. annoyed by that. All right. <clears throat> Here comes the rain. Uh, Here comes the pain. <laughs> <coughs> We're gonna... hey, that, those are lyrics to that song we just played oh by the way that was uh reuben in the dark and the song is outrun the rain from their album unlove nice your bat cave's open there us. bill hey bill duran what are you doing over there what are you doing good morning i'm enjoying my uh fresh cup of coffee that's oh, what i'm doing that's fantastic nice. has the has it been like it is for brian and i is the weather improved greatly for you where you live uh, yesterday was fabulous. Mm. Uh, not sure how today's going to tur- uh, turn out, but we did go for a walk yesterday and it was fantastic. Yeah. I took the dogs oh, out cool. this morning individually and, uh, it was very nice. Uh, except there was a gaggle of ladies doing a morning walk. Now, what was interesting about this <laughs> is this gaggle. Sure, is, that, is that the, is that the true, uh, grouping? Yeah. Or maybe it was a, it was a Peloton of ladies. We're out there. Peloton of ladies. <laughs> yeah. They're all drafting behind each other. Exactly. But they did the whole distancing thing they were all about 10 feet apart and it was obvious that they were doing this but this is how their conversation went freaking karen in the front's going did you hear about the and the lady in the back's like oh my gosh i saw it on facebook like just this whole thing yelling at each other so they could hear and the one in the middle was just not talking it's weird (laughs) it was really weird anyway uh bill good to have you here bill makes things and we know that because punishprops.com is not only a thing but a thing you all should go and look at and enjoy comes on the show talks about that very world that he lives in and uh today's got something for us what do you got there bill well if you guys remember the before times many of us had hobbies right that we enjoyed yep Mm -hmm. uh but those hobbies required leaving the house right yeah (laughs) sure so now we're stuck at home uh and a lot of people are looking for things to do around the house, like let's say small scale hobbies. For me, I've been doing my toy photography, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I also have an RC truck that I have been playing with because it's amazing. Uh, just I took it to the park, drove it around. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a good time. This well, is one that you actually you built a a new shell for, right? Like you took the guts of an existing RC truck and then you right. built a new shell for it. Yeah. That, that's one of my RC trucks. <laughs> I have <Okay>. a couple. <laughs> nice. But yes. Yeah. And I want to do that to this truck. Uh, I want to do that to more trucks. But besides the point. Anyway, I drove my RC truck. I walked to the park and I drove it with me. Uh, and I drove it around in the uh, road and everything. And got a couple of smiles along the way too, which was pretty fun. Mm. So nice. that's what I've been up to. Very nice. Uh, but I'm sure uh, not everyone's into RC trucks as much as I am. There are a bunch of other really fun things. Uh, that you could uh, start a crafting or creative hobby you could start now if you want to. And what's fabulous is if you want to get started, now is the best time because YouTube exists. Yeah. Uh, what's great is uh, a lot of people, so for obviously for prop and costume making, you, you could look up my channel or so, uh, one of our other friends. But if you're doing a different hobby like knitting uh, or pen collecting or fountain pen or calligraphy or something like that, Go to YouTube and look up whatever that hobby is. Let's say it's knitting and then something like basic techniques. So like basic techniques for knitting or getting started with knitting. Like those are really good search terms to find videos that if people are making a lot of tutorials, they're, they want to make the videos that get a lot of beginners into the hobby, right? So they're going to be a lot of like getting started or basic technique videos out there. Uh, I know I have a couple of videos out that I made specifically for basic 
uh, information about airbrushes, right? Oh, yeah. Airbrushing right? is a tricky, tricky business. Good to get some tips on that. Right. And a lot of times when someone says, oh, well, I've got time now, I want to get into a hobby, they go to YouTube and the first video they look up is like, okay, here's how, this is one of my videos, here's how to paint a sword from Steven Universe with a spectacular automotive finish. And they're like, whoa, I need, I don't even have a compressor yet. Like, <laughs> where do I get started? That's what people really want. And there are tons and tons of videos out there for every hobby that are like, here's the basics you need to know. Here are the basic tools you need. Mm -hmm. Here's everything you need to know to get started. So YouTube is a great place to go to get started uh, looking for a how-to on, on many of these wonderful small-scale hobbies. Yeah, I just did a search for um, beginner's gu guides to using airbrushes and stuff, and there mm -hmm. is just a never-ending sea oh, of possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody you know? and their dog will tell you how to do it. So. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, and another another cool thing to look up to, um, a lot of times people will do a video about how to do a certain effect, let's say, for their hobby. Let's say we'll just do cosplay because that's what I know. They'll say, oh, how to do this certain effect with the most minimal tools possible, right? How to do it as cheaply as possible because you might be getting into a new hobby right now. You got a lot of free time, but you can't exactly go to the hobby store, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could order stuff, but it might take four and a half weeks to get here so. You may want to look up videos on how to get started using like basic tools or homemade tools or minimal tools. Those are also good uh, search terms to look for on YouTube. People like to to make videos like that. Like I'm going to challenge myself and make a full costume using only a butter knife. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a video out there like that. That's cool uh, though, but, because uh, so I'm going to be doing these uh, these classes with Carter on the weekends for kids uh, for, oh, the, for the next awesome. month. Very excited you know, about it. Yeah, you know, for the kids. Uh, Ages one to ninety-nine, all the hundred and year overs, they can just not show up. Don't yeah. don't even come. <laughs> we don't need you guys. We don't need doing you it. guys here. Um, but uh, one you're, one, you're going to get an email from your one to ten <laughs> exactly That's right. listener. Some of yeah. what some of what we're going to do though. Yeah, I, I wonder if we do have anybody anywhere near a hundred. Can't be. If someone if someone listening is over a hundred years old, I will mail them something cool i will too to we will all will that'll be amazing <laughs> right? um but anyway so um what some of the stuff we're going to do with these exercises that kind of put you to the to the test like doing an entire project with a butter knife as you mentioned but it, you know with drawing we're going to do all sorts of stuff like that there's a great exercise if you're a painter where your goal is to not blend anything but create uh whether it's on canvas or digital doesn't matter but create a a portrait let's say with all the gradations of like skin tone and light mm -hmm. and shade and everything else, you have to do all of those things, but you can't blend anything. So it's just yeah. quick dabs. It ends up creating like some of the coolest artwork. And yeah. it's really just meant as an exercise to get your brain working on like color and, and Jeez, contrast. That, that and reminds me of, uh, God, I haven't remembered this in 25 years, uh, high school art class I was doing. I can't remember if it was oil pastels or chalk pastels, but I was drawing a portrait and my art teacher told me to do that. He, I can't remember what artist he told me to look at, but I went and looked really close and he, he said, when you look up close, there's green on the skin. There's pink, there's purple. There's all these other colors you wouldn't expect and they're not even mixed in. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I guess I didn't really look at paintings before. Yeah, I mean, so that just it's, reminded a, it's me the that. kind of thing you don't necessarily notice. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat. Uh, so Painting, uh, a great hobby, kind of an obvious one. Painting and drawing. Uh, painting is great because there are a ton of Bob Ross videos on YouTube or 
on uh, Netflix. Mm. And I'm here to tell you right now, I don't follow along painting, but I still watch a lot yeah. of Bob Ross right now. Yeah. He's <laughs> great. It's it's just what I need. Yeah. Zen. Yeah, yep. Bob Ross is the if you do a, a YouTube search, Bob Ross is the number one result uh, autocomplete, and then you get Bob Marley and a bunch of other Bobs, but great. Bob Ross but, uh, still rocking it. So he he made those episodes for us to follow along. Like it's a tutorial. It's designed to follow along. So if you can get your hands on some oil paints, that would be a really great thing to pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, drawing, obviously, a good one. Now, I used to draw a ton, especially when I was younger. Um, and I, I haven't so much anymore, but I do have a sketchbook next to the couch. Uh, and I uh, have tried to start drawing uh, instead of looking at Twitter. I think that's a good... Whenever I have the urge to like, hey, what's going on in the world? I'm like... I have a better idea. I think I'll draw something. Yeah. Literally anything. Yeah. That's a good idea. So. I do that too. Uh, same, hmm. Sometimes it's hard, right? Because you want to know kind of what's going on, but then oh, you yeah, find yeah. out, oh, today's nothing but angry people. All right. I'm going yeah. to go draw something not, not angry. Right. So, yeah, for me, drawing is the thing I do when I need to for the work that I do. Um, and I, I don't do it casually very much anymore. And, doodling and uh uh when you're on a phone call or something is a great way to just sort of keep your mind occupied and also keep your creative skills sharp you don't have to you don't have, you don't have to have any output just draw something that's, that's abso- what i'm doing absolutely true did you know there was a bob ross documentary i didn't know this i watched one uh yeah. like a year ago i think how was it um, was it okay the one i watched was okay yeah okay because i uh, want to see a good one i want like a good here it's called yeah this uh, one was pretty good What's this called? Bot. Uh, it's on his channel. Yeah, I can't find on it. Awesome. Which? Uh, Bob Ross's YouTube channel, uh, which is Bob Ross Incorporated or Bob Ross Inc. is the uh, Bob is Ross the URL. Inc. Yeah. My and favorite it, part of the Bob Ross YouTube channel is at the end of the videos when he's like, and he does his little wave, yeah. and then he's like, "Now remember to like, comment, and subscribe." <laughs> Part. That feels so un-Bob Rossi. Uh, I know, right? right? Like, it doesn't feel like like he was around for the technology. Like there was no overlap. No, no. Oh my gosh. Uh, so anyway, over, right, over... I got a couple more uh, small-scale hobbies okay. for you guys to check out. And I all mentioned right. all this stuff because there's a ton of this stuff on YouTube. Uh, so uh, one that I like a ton is uh, obviously 3D modeling and 3D sculpting. Mm-hmm. Uh, tools are free. The tutorials are free. It's a great time to learn. And if you have a 3D printer, you can make stuff really easily and quickly and it's really really fun so if you have thought about 3d modeling now is a great time to dive into it nice uh our buddy jazza just put out a video on miniature painting with a bunch of examples of lots of different youtube channels that paint like uh, warhammer minis and they are bananas they look so crazy good with the work that like they paint metallic finishes on a mini, but it's not metallic paint. It's just like flat colors. But the, it, ah, it's mind blowing. I watched a whole bunch of that. So mini painting is a really good one. Oh yeah, look uh, at this. Oh and if you don't have gosh. minis, like you probably have a toy laying around that you could repaint. Yeah, this is uh, so my buddy Chris Metzen does this um, all the time now. Like this is his main uh, go-to sort of thing to spend time doing. I don't doing know if he's a mini painting. Yeah, I don't know if this is. Uh, he loves Warhammer 40k, so he's been doing that and playing it, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know the detail I'm looking at on this Jazza video. Holy smack, dude! They—that's uh, what like I—I I didn't really. I watched Jazz's video last night, and I—I I didn't fully comprehend what these mini painters do until I watched that video. 
the effects they do with the metallics, but they also do lighting effects where it looks like a part of the mini is glowing, but it's not. It's all paint. Yeah. It's all paint. And the, the light is casting light on other parts of the mini. And again, just paint. Just mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, it's it's and really I thought, cool. Like, I could probably do that full scale on a prop. Just oh, do it all. Oh, dude! So I might have I might have to give that a try. Why don't you do? <laughs> I mean, these would sell like crazy, and obviously they're too much work to make multiples. Maybe you could do them as uh, castings. I don't know, but if you did like a twenty-four inch freaking, you know, Blood Wolf uh, miniature, forty K miniature, holy shit! Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd line my house with those. They'd be everywhere. <laughs> I love that idea. That's very cool. Yeah. And you only ever see these super tiny ones, obviously, because they're playing with right. them usually, right? Like they're part mm-hmm. of their games and their campaigns. But I would love to see like a like a double the size one. Giant one. Yeah. Uh, Jazz, I think, may have made a pretty big one on, on his channel at some point. Yeah. Anyway, a couple more. A couple more quick ones. Uh, Matchbox car restoration. Uh, I talked about that recently. Love those. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Chainmail making. If you want to really fill up some free time, chainmail making is for you. Yeah, shout out to uh, uh, Jules, uh, who does that oh, in yeah. our community. She makes amazing chainmail. So does... Uh, cool dice bags and... Yeah, uh, Nevermore does that. A bunch of cosplay. people make cool stuff like yeah. that. Very cool. Uh, and then one more good one, stop motion animation, which I might have to give a shot. Uh, I brought all my cameras home. Uh, and I have a ton of action figures, so we'll see. I might have to dive into that. Yeah, I used to love that. One of these days, if I can find it, Bill, I'll send you, I'll capture it off VHS or wherever I have it. I have some old stuff I did in high school that was like clay stop animation stuff, and it's so bad, but it's kind of oh. great at the same time, so we'll have to you know pass what? that around. Yeah. I know that they have, there's software nowadays where you can um, do stop motion capture, uh, where I... I I'm, a, I'm making assumptions here, but I think you would like take your DSLR, plug it into your computer with the USB, and then mm-hmm. the picture comes up on your screen. You snap a shot of your action figure, and then it like onion skins. Yeah, it, it does onion so skinning. You can yeah, pose it. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch that of stuff that does that. Fun. Yeah, That's there's cool. a there's a whole bunch of that stuff, and it's stop motion. It's yeah. real good. They've got I forgot the name of it. I have I own one of those softwares. <laughs> It's I don't know if it, it's for Mac. I'm sure there's a PC version, but um, but yeah, man, you're making me want to do it again. I got this lump I of know, clay. Too, I haven't even too. opened this clay over here yet, and I'm already talking about it's stop animation. Sealed. Oh wait, there's I my there's my answer. I'll get the clay out to do the stop motion animation. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. Got it. Nailed it. There you go. Good. All right. Well, I'm already googling the first stop motion animation. Will be the the clay <laughs> ripping itself out of the plastic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Then I then it all goes in the corner and I forget about it for a while. I got a I've got a fun recommendation for you guys. All right, nice. I always love your I love your I mean these are all great recommendations, but here's the big one, you guys. Here's the bottom show one. Yeah. Oh, this is a fun a feel good uh video. Our buddy Brian Brushwood has been doing videos over on his Scam Nation Mm -hmm. channel. Uh with his daughter Josie, who you can tell is absolutely uh brian's kid <laughs> it's awesome scam scammer junior yeah. oh yeah oh yeah uh i've seen a lot of our friends doing uh including their their families in their in their youtube videos our uh frank howarth did a video and had his kids in it uh, and it's just great i just think that's fantastic yeah she is uh 100 his kid <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> if there was any question their personalities are dead dead similar 
Yeah. Uh, no, that's great. Uh, in fact, you you reminded me of a thing I want to do at the end of the show, which I'll do at the end of the show, and I won't do now. But um, I want to start showcasing more more uh, friends of the show, uh, listeners who may have cool projects on the side. Tom mm-hmm. started doing this on DTNS during the pandemic. He's like, "Hey, if you've got a cool thing you're doing, let us know at the and we'll you know we'll push out people's links and stuff at the end of the show. Let people know where they can go to get it. And it's kind of what Bill does every week, actually, with his mm-hmm. uh, his recommendations. So go check that out. That's Scam Nation. Uh, it's two words, right? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yes, Scam Nation on YouTube. All right, Bill Duran, everybody. PunishProps.com. Of course, this YouTube channel is Punish Props. Bill, keep on keeping on, and I can't wait to see what you stop motion animate. You got it. Bye now. Later. See ya. You know, Nista Maru just reminded me that um, we talked about the video contest earlier this month, and we need to uh, oh, we never solidify did things. We never we never did it. We haven't done it yet. So after Justin, we'll uh, we'll talk about that in the post in the end of show stuff. It's also kind of the right time to be doing it right perfect time to be doing this everybody's locked in their homes yeah they got a camera got you, phones, have phones. you got ideas yeah. yeah you don't need anything sure. fancy just a, a phone and some audio and okay. if you want to get nuts and put it in premiere and add music and stuff that's cool too I mean, we'll totally t- we'll take your yeah. ideas no matter how they come all right check this out everybody we're playing this now these are their stories oh i'm terrible with names i'm not i know the name justin robert young and it represents cool dude stuff because he's <laughs> yeah that's what my brand is that's right cool cool dude stuff. yeah doing the cool dude stuff here every tuesday even on the tms show that's the morning stream for short you know and also uh, uh justin's wearing another coat suit coat thing which i like a lot i like his <laughs> i like his vibe it's a nice look i'm trying to put effort into life yeah sure <laughs> you know life. <laughs> it's very easy to not these days. Yeah. If you, you could uh, go and, sweats and so every gonna, day. But... I'm going to zag while others zig. Sure. <laughs> Serpentine. Serpentine. That's what you're doing. Uh, well, yeah. uh, it's good to have you here as always. Uh, today, though, we're not going to really discuss too much in the way of politics. Although Ohio's having their primary. Brian reminded me earlier. So uh, any thoughts or feelings on how that's going to go? Do they have mail in? Like what's their what's their vibe over there? I actually don't know anything about. It. I think it's all mail in uh, when they when they delayed it. But uh, the mm. fact that it's not on my radar means it's probably mail in because yeah. otherwise it would be on my radar more. Yeah. No, the big news is that New York State canceled their primary, and that has left one Bernard Sanders in quite the tizzy. Oh, <laughs> what's uh? Give me give me the what's his deal? Why is he all so upset? So it, it breaks down like this. Uh, Bernie quit the race. Although technically nobody really ends their campaigns. They suspend their campaigns mm-hmm. for various reasons. Right. Uh, and he made explicit that he wanted to remain on the ballot on all the primaries because not only are they there to determine the nominee, they're also there to determine the delegates that go to the convention. Yeah. I mean, whether or not it's going to happen in a physical place or a, uh, IRC chat this year who knows <laughs> um, but the platform that's determined at the convention is very important to Bernie uh, he very much is somebody that uh, uh, cares about the progressive movement I think that's part of the reason why he's played so nice with the uh, uh, Democratic Party because he wants the future progressive candidates to be treated well mm-hmm. uh, but this is not a great way to start off that relationship because now he is denied his richest haul in all likelihood 
of delegates. New York State is the third most populous state in the union. Uh, it is the last biggest uh, enclave of Bernie supporters. And so now without that boost, uh, he feels very upset about it and uh, is calling for the DNC to either force New York State to have an all uh, mail-in primary or to strip them of their entire delegates. Well, isn't it possible to just others have delayed it like we talked about ohio delaying it can they just delay it and i don't know put it off a month or something? i believe they already have because oh. they're they're yeah the new york primary was slated to be in june mm. uh which is way late for them sure. so i think they've delayed it already and now they're just uh calling it off just not doing and, it and uh boy howdy is there one furious octogenarian <laughs> stomping around his vermont manse you know what I used to think an octogenarian is was this is up till like I don't know I probably learned this 15 years ago, so not so pretty recently kind of. I thought yeah. that meant old people on oxygen. I thought that's what oh, they were referring like to. Oxygenarian. <laughs> oxygenarian. Yeah, I thought it was like you know for to for the to the republic for Richard stands you know like that whole thing. I yeah, thought it was yeah, just yeah. I was hearing wrapped up like a douche when really it was wrapped up like a deuce or revved up like a deuce. But anyway, yeah, like I thought it meant a guy in a wheelchair with a tank and the two things up his nose getting pushed around Walmart. That's what I thought it was the whole time. I mean, I, get, I could see where I that where, where, where that happens. Yeah. I well, isn't that a term to an oxygenarian? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't feel so bad that that you don't think it's as stupid as I thought it was. So thank you for that. Anyway. No problem. All right. Well, uh, Bernie, notwithstanding uh, in his anger, uh, we talked yesterday with Steven a little bit about a bunch of delays in films and all the Marvel stuff getting pushed and things that were locks for 2020 are now pushed to late 2021, even some things up to 2022. Um, we went through a lot of those cancellations, but what we really didn't do is a huge deep dive into how this affects theaters. We talked about it a little bit. AMC sure. got saved last second by Brian. Do you remember who swooped in and saved some them? Some South Korean company, some investor. Yeah. So some that, that keeping in. them alive. Um, and then we talked about, hey, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be interesting if Netflix bought AMC because currently Netflix is, has no shortage of money and maybe this is a great way for them to also ensure their their first-run theater movies get more Oscar buzz and that sort of, or Oscar um, consideration. Attention. Certainly get more audience attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we went through some of that stuff. But then when I talked to you last night, you threw out uh, Alamo Drafthouse. And, that, and as soon as I heard you say that name, I went, oh, what are they going to do? Because... Yeah, that's a totally unique thing, and it's actually what we all. I okay, I'll speak for me. I thought the future of films in movie theaters were going to be this curated, cool experience of food, drink, special runs, um, show up because you're all fans of the the Walking Dead, and mm -hmm. so you watch the first season because that weekend they did that or whatever. Like that's that's what I think the future of movie going could could be outside of the blockbusters and stuff like that, and even then they would still carry those. But what are they gonna do? Like specifically the Austin one, where it's all where it all got started. Like what what do you think they're gonna end up doing? I feel really bad for them at this stage. Oh, Justin's totally frozen. I just noticed oh. that he is not moving. Yeah, he's. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, and now, whoa! whoa. It's like he just did you guys see that oh, magic trick? <laughs> <laughs> that was like a magic trick. It was like a, oh. a repeating loop that the uh, the thieves put in there in the bank vault so that you can... Uh... Oh, he's back now. He's back. There he is. He's putting in his fancy ear, ear units. Hi. Hello. 
Hey. Sorry about that. That was weird. Everything all right? Dr. Bird went uh, and pecked yeah, a button. Internet went out. Oh. So I had to switch to our mm. backup internet. Oh, well, that was oh, fast. Smart. Look at you. What, what was, was cool about it is you disappeared from your, you, you froze in your chair and it didn't look like you were, you looked like you were thinking really hard. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't answer my question. And then Brian goes, I think he's frozen. And then poof, your body poof. was gone and your chair was there. It was it, like nothing magic. Nothing else in the background changed. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, uh, I don't know if you heard so my the whole Alamo thing. the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Let's talk about them. Uh, well, for those of you who are not aware, uh, Texas announced yesterday that they would uh, let their shelter at home order expire on Thursday, meaning that May, uh, when that begins on Friday, will begin a new dawning to reopen certain businesses, among them restaurants, bars and movie theaters. The Alamo Draft House is certainly... A, uh, a an avant-garde theater chain that has been very successful and uh, I don't know if they have this would be a better segment if I had actually uh, done any work to check to see whether or not they've made <laughs> statements on this oh but they have that they're not yeah they're they're not opening they're not going to open on Friday mm-hmm. um but it really begs the question if not Friday when mm-hmm. uh yeah. because the the question that I think a lot of businesses are looking at now are, well, if it is now legal for us to operate, it is, uh, you know, uh, some bills that weren't due come due. And, and that is in, in addition to all the bills that were due, whether or not they were allowed to operate, including like rent and stuff like that and insurance payments. So, right. Uh, Really, but what I'm sure they're doing now is taking the temperature of their customers. They don't want to be seen as rushing into things. But my question to both of you guys is, when do you see yourselves going back into a movie theater? Oh, see, that's a great question. Kim and I were just talking about this Mm -hmm. yesterday um, because we were saying, I was talking about how excited I am that Dune hasn't been pushed yet. Um, because I'm really excited about Dune. They're in post-production, so in theory, they, they should be on time if theaters were to be open in December, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. However, there's no guarantee, obviously. And also, Dune could be one of those movies that you could see as a first-run stream thing, pay 40 bucks and get it early kind of thing, or I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't see it end up on Netflix or something on, a, on its opening weekend, but, but it, it's possible that they work out something like that, so who knows. But then I had to actually think about, well, do I want to go in there and sit in there? Do I want to be in a movie theater during this time? Right now, obviously not. But let's say in a couple of months, I don't know. Not not really. Yeah. Like I, I kind of. I mean, basically, there's nothing. Everything got so pushed out that uh, there's nothing that is drawing me to. Let's say movie theaters open this week. Um, there's nothing that I want to see in the theater until mid-July when Tenet. Well, what if out. this? What if this week, Brian? They said, "Hey, guess what? We're putting uh, Black Widow. Movie. We're putting <laughs> we're putting Black Widow out this weekend. Come on into our movie theater. Would you go? Well, let, hmm. yeah, this let, weekend. Let, no, let me, probably not. Yeah. Let me let me let me put it this way. So, uh, the Russo brothers, who directed both of the last Avengers films said that they would love to rescreen as like a double feature infinity war and endgame as like their give back to the movie theater industry 
uh, to make a big event of like, <laughs> hey, go back and support these theaters. Okay. That are so, so let's go from from not being around people to being stuck in a room with them for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 well, this is the question, right? Yeah, like, right. Uh, and and yeah, it's it's a joke uh, because everybody's terrified, but but also it's like you know. There's a real chance that these theaters are going to die. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, there, there's a real chance that this entire infrastructure that we have uh, uh, known and, and loved, uh, you know, could not be here. Right. So, like, where do we balance that as as geeks? Because geeks are very loath to give up anything, yeah. even if it's bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just trust me. I used to run a Doctor Who podcast. Even when it's terrible, people were really <laughs> sensitive about something. Uh, possibly going away. Right. Uh, I can't imagine that we would be thrilled to live in a world without movie theaters when that is really the beating heart of geek culture. Yeah. I mean, I feel this is the way I feel about bookstores. I don't, you know, I, I, I use this example all the time, but when I walk into that place and realize the entirety of its shelves and its back room could all fit on a tiny portion of my phone, uh, it's a little depressing because I, I feel like that's I feel like that pretends what the future is, but yeah, I don't but want it to go away experience, but it's a total different experience to read a book on your phone. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually arguing your point. I'm saying I don't want that bookstore to leave because I like that experience. I like going mm -hmm. in there, I like leafing through stuff. I like, you know, picking things up there, I like spending time there in a little dumb coffee shop and and looking at yeah. the magazine rack, freaking magazine racks like. Mm -hmm. Where else are we going to get those right. ever again? So, so I feel that way about that place that I do about theaters. Some part of me feels like the writing's on the wall and that the future will be harsh to the theater system with or without a pandemic. And this just yeah. accelerates it. But I don't want it to. I want it to still be there. I want to be able to go there for my massive yeah, see, I don't. I don't feel like um, shared experiences like that can... You know, I don't. I don't feel like it's just a matter of time before shared experiences like that get replaced by being at home watching a movie on Netflix. I feel like that's still. It's like saying, "Yep, the restaurants are going to go away because everyone's going to get takeout." So you're really just going to stay at home. You're going to choose the kind of food you want on a computer, and um, and there won't be. You won't actually get together in places anymore. It'll just be a home experience. Well, here's here's like the, the problem because the don't you feel like movies over time movie theaters were already kind of having a bad time they it's not like yeah. they they were doing doing gangbusters anyway they, because there is they this were, but, I, but i think there was going to be a plateauing like i think there was it was going to shrink down to where you just had um uh you know the alamo draft house maybe a few amc theaters instead of an amc theater in every shopping mall every you know every suburb but you'd probably get down to just like all right we have just enough movie theaters to to make make it where when you want to go see a movie in a theater, we've got one for you. But we know that we don't have the biggest the, the audiences that we had ten years ago, twenty yeah, years I ago. I don't know if they can sustain it. Things like Alamo think, make me think that the, that there will be a segment that can, but it'll be like vinyl. It'll become this the super mm -hmm. side thing this and boutique. And boutique I and I don't love that experience. idea because that mm -hmm. I, I'm with you. I want that communal experience. Forgetting about the pandemic, though, it's like. I mean, the restaurant example is a decent one, except here's what would here's what would changes that convenience usually trumps the experience usually. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so if you and I were suddenly 3D printing food 
and doing it at will saying, I want the ribs I usually get at whatever. And now I have those ribs. Mm -hmm. You can bet attendance that those restaurants would go way down because suddenly you don't need to go in there to get your favorite food. You can just get it on your own. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but my point is like, that's where movies have gotten or we're getting. You can have a really great sound and picture experience in your home to the point that going to movies well, but, less but and that's, less. But that's kind of, I mean, th- th- that's where the film studio industry is going, right? Right. Like, and obviously they work hand in hand with the theaters and they have made protections for exclusive windows. But I guess my question to you guys are, don't think of this as, oh, what I prefer the boutique experience to the communal experience. Mm-hmm. But are you going to be happy with a world where you don't have a movie theater within an hour and a half driving distance? No, you know, definitely would many people. Yeah, that would suck. I would hate yeah, that. for many people, that's already the reality, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, uh, they have a different relationship with movies than people who live in places with multiple options. Yeah. But I don't think that that's a crazy thought. I think that that they're, I mean, certainly in big, you know, the Oakland and San Francisco are right next to each other. So between yeah. the two population centers, there will probably be a few. But at the but same you won't time, have the theaters in small towns and things. No, like that. yeah, because because uh, you're you're a little bit out there. I mean, uh, in in the burbs, Brian. Like, like yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I I'm could thirty minutes away where, from Denver, from downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, like, I'm sure you have a local movie theater closer to you than Denver, right? Oh tons um but those are still even you know it's either go up north 20 minutes or go south about 15 20 minutes to the two the two closest chain or even beyond that let's say you have one now all of a sudden you can't just go get a ticket five seconds after thinking you want to go see a movie right now it becomes a little bit more like it was back in the day before multiplexes where Mm -hmm. you really gotta you know camp out and let's be honest uh you know the 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 olds like us we're not camping (laughs) not anymore no hell no no no. Uh, yeah in our younger days sure sure i I think the last time i did it would have been i think because i was mad because i didn't like it i think it was uh it was independence day and i stayed up till midnight to see that and i didn't think it was good and i know a lot of people think i suck for thinking that but i really disliked that movie and i went i'm never doing this again i may have done it one or two other times (laughs) maybe lord of the rings or something i did but i don't remember but um Anyway, I'm just thrilled because as I dawned into my 30s, so did the fall of the movie theater chains mm-hmm. and all the midnight movies started to become like five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 Movies, and I'm like, oh, like I am aging perfectly. Into exactly. This. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well done. You couldn't have planned that any better. See, like in my case, so we have this local chain that's very popular here um, that competes very well in the state against things like AMC and stuff that is owned by the Larry Miller Corporation who owned the Utah Jazz and all that. And yeah. the Megaplex series of theaters around here are all those theaters. And I have one that is a 15-minute walk from me, a three-minute yeah. drive. And, man, we take that thing for advantage because it's huge. It's got all the food stuff. It's like a really nice yeah. theater with lots of stuff, all the neat layback seats and the and the you know special screenings and all the stuff they do there. If that goes away... That that'll suck, and they're they've got to be under they they have to be feeling. I mean, obviously everyone's feeling this, but there's no way that they're not at least eyeballing what they're going to have to freaking do because this is a huge yeah. part of their business. 
So well, I'm and that's the thing is like they restaurants will be able to get food. Yeah. Their biggest question is whether or not people want to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie theaters aren't going to have their food, right? I mean, right. Like, right. very literally, they'll have popcorn and hot dogs and stuff like that. But they're not going to have the things that make people come to these massive facilities. They're not going to the have theaters aren't Avengers offering movie. takeout movies. No. <laughs> No, although I just noticed the Alamo Drafthouse website. This is pretty crazy. So uh, their whole masthead, everything's changed. It says Alamo at home. Uh, because you can't come to us, we'll come to you with curated movies, tasty food and drinks, and new products you'll love. And they're doing food delivery. They're doing, uh, they call it Alamo curbside. Uh, let's see. They're bringing nightly kits of dinner. Uh, let's see. Dinner kits to popcorn, everything you need, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find. It's funny. I like movie. their I like their food when I'm in the theaters, but it's not a it's not a, a thing that I think of. Oh, you know, what I'm really hungry for is one of those Alamo Drafthouse burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And they also yeah. they're doing streaming movies, but I'm not sure how they're doing this. Um, but well, the- they they're their own um uh their own uh studio. Like they buy they buy and distribute movies. Okay, all right. So they're mm. so they probably have a. I just am not aware of it. They have some kind of. Oh, it says here by purchasing yeah, a ticket. Yeah, it's a lot to, of like indie stuff that just kind of like falls by the wayside. Yeah. Um, or you know, they they actually <laughs> bought the rights to this movie Roar. Have you ever heard of Roar? I'm looking at it here. It says the original Lion King or something. Okay, so this is a crazy, crazy movie. It was. Um, oh man, it's a famous family, uh, but uh, they uh, fell in love with big cats right oh great more and, big cats uh, i like decided, it all right yeah they decided that they were going to build their own little reserve and shoot a movie about uh you know living this family that lives in africa and uh it is insane how many people got injured uh oh yeah yeah, yeah no a young melanie griffith and uh tippy mm. hedron were in it but it is uh there's a great behind the scenes thing on YouTube that just shows these actors getting mauled. Like there's no way that a movie will ever be made like this ever again. Like this is all actual violence from these gigantic animals against famous Hollywood stars. That's crazy. I want to see, I want to film sack this Brian. Yeah. No kidding. Well, it's like five bucks to, get it for a week <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. you know we could easily watch that and uh yeah there's a reported 48 injuries within the two bucks. years of filming oh my gosh <laughs> two years longest two years of their life my gosh no they ran out of money and then had to go get more like they had to shut down the uh they had to shut stuff down and then restart it uh <laughs> But it's it's an insane story. I can't imagine that the movie is anywhere near as good as the story about how they made it. Oh, I'm sure, right? Like that's the documentary I want to see, like a full fledged one. Yeah, I think this was this was the the, the description of the behind the scenes: a snuff film version of Swiss Swiss Family Robinson. Wow! <laughs> like, wow! That's amazing. Well, I mean, anyway, the the big takeaway for me though is that. Alamo's on it, like uh, as much as they can be. Like there's so, only so much yeah. you could probably do because. Well, I mean, everybody's just trying to do whatever they can. You know, there's yeah. uh, an Italian restaurant that is down the corner from me, and literally they are selling sandwiches via their Instagram account. Oh wow! Mm. Like you wow. just go and you know they have a link on their Instagram, and you buy your sandwich the night before, and then you can go pick it up at noon. Yeah. 
Look at this. Although I asked them to have no mayo and they put mayo on it. So I <laughs> oh, I thought really of you yesterday. I got a little chicken sandwich and it had so much mayo on it. I almost took a picture and sent it to you. I should have done it. <laughs> it had so much Always on there. Always with the mayo. I know. It's not going for those Belgian frites. I can tell you that. If you can even have, can you even eat like a fried egg sandwich without mayo on it? I don't even know how you do that. You got to have it on there. Fried egg sandwich? Yeah, you ever had I, that? I can mm. get by a fried egg sandwich without mayo. BLT, I need mayo. Yeah. No, no, that's where you go ranch. <laughs> that's where you go oh, ranch. You know what? I'm happy to yeah. go ranch on a lot of stuff, so I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed here, but I do like I do like a fat wad of mayo on my sandwich. Ranch yeah. goes on salads. <laughs> no, you go, no, you go ranch there, or lately we've been getting these bagels, and, and on like a Saturday morning, I'll get a... BLT bagel sandwich with cream cheese. Oh, all right, cream cheese. That that's a decent. Yeah. Also, who the hell puts mayo on fried eggs? <laughs> I do. It's good. If you make a fried oh. egg sandwich, you make you do a fried egg, cook it thoroughly, okay. put it on a uh, you know piece of Dave's like wheat bread that has those cool seeds in it and stuff. So you got a nice toasted uh-huh. thing. You put that on there. Uh, you put mayo, slather mayo on top of it. Oh. Get some lettuce. I know this sounds weird, but I promise you, this is a great sandwich. Put the top on there. Damn, those are good. Mm-mm. Put them. You want to know what the difference between me and you is, Scott? What? what? I would do the exact same sandwich, but I put salsa. <laughs> All right, that sounds okay See? too. Yes, because the salsa That's goes the with eggs. Yeah. yeah, mayo. I don't think of mayo and eggs except for like what deviled eggs you do mayo or or is that just relish? Yeah, with well, deviled eggs. I mean, but, yeah, uh, but no mayo. I'm also, uh, I'm also a little picky yeah. with my eggs. I only really like uh, over hard. You don't like eggs. any runny yellow. No I don't runny either. yellow. I don't either. I'll, I'll, I can I can tolerate scrambled eggs if it's in a taco or a uh, burrito, mm. like a breakfast mm-hmm. burrito or a breakfast taco. I have to sure. load if I do scrambled. I have to load it up with ketchup. Don't know why. Just have to. You want to know what? This is something I have not had since I was a kid, but back in the day uh, when we were uh, very poor, my mom used to make uh, spaghetti and eggs. Oh, and she used yeah? to make it like a big deal for me and my brother, but it was scrambled eggs and spaghetti, and we'd put ketchup on it, and it was uh, it was, it was was one of my favorite childhood foods. That sounds kind of awesome, actually. I want to mm-hmm. yeah, mention that to Kim. We're trying to be creative around here with some weird stuff, so maybe we'll... We'll give spaghetti and eggs a try. That sounds spaghetti amazing. It sounds like spaghetti and chili, you know, uh, uh, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati chili. chili. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a ton of ground beef at the moment because we, it's a long story, but someone gave us a, a half a cow for free because <laughs> what? they have too much meat. And because of trading for some magic beans, it's a long, yeah. it's a hard to explain story. But this <laughs> friends of ours are like, we have this extra half a cow and, and what it represents, it's not an actual, you know, half of the beast. It is mm-hmm. all of the parts broken the out. Meat. But it's half of what that cow was, right? So there's steaks and there's T-bones and there's all the stuff. And um, it's just a ton of ground beef. Just tons of it. So I got to I gotta come up with some ideas here. Come some, up with new ways to use the ground beef, yeah, sure. And not eat too much ground beef as to clog all the arteries that I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been doing anyway. a, a little, just a simple spaghetti and meat sauce. Ooh, that sounds I've been, nice. I've been, I've been all about the meat. The, the the ground beef sauce mostly because i now don't have a choice of what i want to get i'll just go to whole foods and ju- just like indiscriminately throw whatever meat i see into my <laughs> little uh, bin thing yeah that's good if you see some meat get it because if you don't someone else will or oh, it'll go yeah. bad so mm-hmm. be careful mm-hmm. i had some milk this morning with a little chunk in there 
Just a little oh. bit of a chunk. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. It was this whole milk that we bought for the boy, but this was, anyway, it's a long story. We haven't been able to get it to him, so I'm like, we better. <laughs> you got a lot of long stories, we, Scott. I, I really do, and they're all boring. <laughs> they're all super boring, but it's very good milk. It's this organic whatever. We got it for the yeah. for, for Van, and um, because it's starting to go a little south, I thought, well, I, be, I should drink some of that in a big old. <laughs> Big old Clunk. something in there. Just right. it didn't that taste is, sour. That is a very. That's the thought of a man who puts mayonnaise on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That is the adventurous spirit of somebody who who puts these these things together. Because you looked at expiring milk and said, "Well, crap. Not I should pour it out, but I need to drink this quick before it turns more. Yeah, <laughs> before it solidifies. It yeah. tasted fine. Um, I was told." By somebody online, so take that for what it's worth. That it's a, it, the 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 organic milk has a tendency to clump up a little. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's like a little co- coagulants, you know, like your like your blood does. <laughs> and it's not bad if it doesn't taste or smell sour. And it didn't smell sour, so it tasted it tasted fine. But in that gulp, a little like you know, just like an oyster, just went whoop, just down the throat yeah. there. Yeah, I the, that's a that's an amazing phrase. Organic milk. It's just like blood. <laughs> There's blood in my milk. Hey, look, Tom Merritt's the weird one. He's the one that washed clama- or no, washed a chocolate donut down with Clamato yeah. at Nerdtacular. Sure. That dude's a nutbag. Oh, that was just because it was an escalating. That yeah, was an exactly. escalating it was for the moment. crowd. It was for the and audience. Tom, Tom, the quiet, the the quiet uh, uh, yakuza boss, just wanted to, <laughs> you know, put his junk on the table and let everybody know exactly who the real badass was. So no, no was, audience. Doing, no drinking the clamato. Yeah, probably. I know, because I'm 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 trying to mug to the crowd and be like, ew, gross. I mean, ew, so gross. And he yeah. just chugs all of it. And I'm like, well, thanks for killing my bit, you low hanger. Yeah, no kidding. But now all I can do is picture his body covered in tattoos uh, with the Yakuza comment. So nice job. That would be amazing, dude. Yeah. Tom takes his shirt off and he's just like, <laughs> just head to toe. All these Yakuza yeah. and tigers and no be tech tattoos. He would look, like, you know, he would look a little like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be like T, uh, Tandy, whatever, computers and weird shit all over. Circuit board yeah. pattern and. <laughs> I love that idea. All right. We'll have to pass it on to Tom. Well, uh, uh, Jerry, we've done two things today. We've uh, lamented the uh, weird losses we're seeing in the film industry and at the same time talked about a bunch of food. So I think that's a win in my mm-hmm. book. Uh, yeah. Any uh, Anything going on this week you want to tell folks about? I mean, things are weird politically right now, kind of just sort of in a weird holding pattern, right? Sucks. Weirdly. Sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's really weird. Man. Weird time. Now I'm just in full-on mourning because, like, like I, I was on the road, it was going good, yeah. and now I'm just like covering the dumbest stuff. It's so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, listen to my show. I'm doing my <laughs> best, and I'm slowly going crazy. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, politics, politics, politics. Obviously, the politics stream has definitely descended into madness, um, and it will continue apparently because uh, the Bay Area just extended their shelter at home order through not only this month but the next month so uh i guess until june i'll just be sitting here going crazy yeah well i'm glad that you're letting us witness your slow descent Mm -hmm. to madness Mm -hmm. uh oh yeah and also yeah if you really want to hear me uh the 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 raw edges of my fraying uh reality (laughs) then then uh the new episode of uh the crystal podcast uh 
a barely concealed cry for help that also includes the review of a 90s Billy Crystal movie. Uh-huh. Mr. Saturday Night is up. Oh, I wow. Mr. Saturday Night. I need to check that one out because I've yeah. never seen that. I should probably watch that movie first because I've never seen it. Uh, You don't need to. Okay. Like, I, I'm the, basically the, the, the sense what I'm doing is I'm kind of reviewing the movie, but I'm, I'm walking you through it a little bit. Like if you if you enjoy the the broad strokes of the story then go watch it but mr saturday night is a mess of a movie a stinker you might say dumpster fire yep yeah well, right. it was his it was his directorial debut and he spends half of it in old man makeup <laughs> <laughs> and this is before they really got the hang of doing old man makeup yeah no actually no no the old man makeup doesn't look terrible him oh, and really? david pamer um are in old man makeup for most of it it doesn't look bad uh, it's it's just a curious thing because I think he really wanted to tell a story about an old comic who like had his heyday in like the vaudeville fifties and early sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the studio was like, no, 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 it's fun when you're actually doing that. It's not fun when you're just an old man being angry when you're like Billy Crystal and the last movie you did was City Slickers and all anybody wants to do is be like fun likable guy uh, an hour and a half of you grousing about the good old days doesn't seem like a great idea and uh, spoiler alert it isn't yeah it's not a good idea well this is why that's an important podcast so go check that out uh justin r young on twitter and uh thanks for reminding me that david pamer exists because he's kind of cool i like that guy i like david yeah pamer, he yeah. got nominated for uh, best supporting actor for that movie. oh well mm. geez really all right now i have to yeah. see mr saturday night or whatever the hell it is yeah. Uh, is that it? Mr. Saturday Night? Mm-hmm. Is that Mr. Saturday, Saturday, Night? Mr. Yeah. Saturday Night. Yeah. Okay. Listen to the Crystal episode and uh, uh, you'll get. Yeah. There's not really a ton to spoil. But uh, uh, in fact, I think if you listen to the Crystal episode, you'll probably enjoy it better because you'll know what to look for and you won't expect uh, conflict or character resolution. All right. I'm into it. Uh, Justin R. Young, take it easy. We'll see you later. Goodbye. See you, buddy. All right. There he goes in his cool suit jacket. Nice. That looks like take that off right after the show too. Like basically, he's oh, done. Yeah. He's done wearing that as soon as we're done. Recording. Back to his yellow whitey tidies. He's just gonna <laughs> his pajama pants. Yeah, yeah. just lay around right. again. It looked like tweed. Was it tweed? It did look like a tweed jacket. Yep. I don't like tweed. Very sharp. Very sharp. Hey, look good. Uh, like mm-hmm. a professor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it for the show. Oh, um, I do have a mashup, and we have a little time. Why not? Um, these all start to sound the same, guys. <laughs> so I feel for you is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that yeah. they're not good because they are. But uh, me being freaked out by a video game turns out as a kind of a consistent sort of thing. A lot of people really like them and send a lot of emails saying, hey, thanks. These are great. So we're going to play today's. Uh, this comes to us from Jamie, who uh, put these together, of course, puts these together. Uh, this is me playing Resident Evil 3. I guess this is part three. Uh, we finished that tonight. It'll be over Oh, uh, wow. Cool. I think. I think tonight's the night that everything is over with. Tonight's the night. The night. Um, so here it is. Scott plays RE3. This one is called Dr. B. Here you go. You're going to be a Jill sandwich. Shit. Uh. All right. Here we go. Oh, oh, that's great. Oh, shit. Run, Jill. Run, Jill. Oh, oh, Jill. <laughs> oh, get up, get up. Shit. Uh, uh. Ah! Oh, no. Lo, lo, lo. Okay. Lo. Oh, my lord. Okay. 
shit. Okay, you ready? Shotgun. Shotgun. Oh, shotgun, shotgun. Shotgun. Shit. Shit. His little his little uh, pubis is sticking out. Get it. Damn it. Oh lord on high. Oh lord. I'm shooting the I'm shooting his pubis. I'm shooting his clitoris. Got him. Okay, now what? Let's do what? Oh. I'm a fancy zombie. Fancy. I learned this. Oh, I heard a sound. Die. No, you're not supposed to get up. You're not supposed to get up. Get off. Dodge. Dodge. Piece of shit. Die. Die. That is some bullshit. What is this about? He wasn't even in here. Come here, dick. Piece of shit. Uh. Ah, what is that? Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? It's a teddy bear? That's horse shit. Gosh damn it. Come here, you bastard. I think I know what happened to the missing tape of Dr. B. That's short for bitch. <laughs> damn it. Get off. Shit, that's not fair. Don Cheadle in the back. What is this? He's got a butthole. There was a sound. Frick, his name is John Ralph. That's a stupid name. John Ralph. What the shit? What the shit? Is that the hand? Damn it. What? They're like Smeagles in that first game. Oh, hello. Oh, it, it, uh, it's Steve-O from K uh, Jackass. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> shit. Shit. We will now take the large fluorescent light bulb from his ass. Oh, the green herb. Oh, shit, don't do that. It's that damn bear. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. That's karma for talking about her boobs. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Oh shit! What was that? Take that, Tyburn. Oh, surprise! I was <laughs> so sleepy. <laughs> you thought I was a dead body? I wasn't. <laughs> There's IV over here. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. My gosh, dude. I do like the, uh, John is about to say something and you just have a complete freak out moment halfway through his sentence. Well, yeah, because he would start being really, because he's a really calm, cool, collected guy. He's just like, all right, now here's what we need to do. And he would start saying it and then a horrible thing would happen. And that bear we kept talking about is this stupid stuffed bear sitting on a wheelchair in this hospital. It's not meant to be scary. It's just meant to be weird. And every time I turn the corner, that thing freaked me out. <laughs> and yes, Don Cheadle. There's a guy that looked like John che Don Cheadle, who's a, 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 a zombie. There was a zombie that looked like Steve-O. And there was a zombie that looked like Ty Burrell. I keep seeing zombies that look like famous people. It's weird. Maybe that they certainly could be who they're modeling them after. It's not... Uh... It's ent entirely possible, right? It's a remake. So yeah. maybe they were yeah. screwing around going, who should this look like? Hey, it's... Uh, Tyler Perry or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for that. Thank goodness. Whew. All right. Uh, we got one more uh, time of doing that. That's tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain. John and I will, uh, I think wow. we're about toward the end. So if you want to see us finish that out, we'll be live streaming it at 6 p.m. Frogpants.tv. Do check that out. One hour and 30 minutes from now, we will be doing an episode of The Instance. We've been playing a lot of the alpha, so I have a lot to say about that. Cool. The World of Warcraft stuff. Oh, so the Shadowlands uh, deal. Yep, been playing that. Uh, Torghast Ooh, is really. Uh, Torghast is awesome. Yeah. However, well, I'll tell you on. The, I'll save it for the show. Yeah, I'll listen to it's a tease. I'll listen to the show. There you go. Uh, what else? That's it. Brian, do you have anything going on today? You should mention or. Uh no, basically getting stuff ready for Coverville tomorrow. I don't know what the subject, what the what what it's going to be. Um, because looking at birthdays, it's like I've got. Lou Graham's birthday coming up. Lily Allen, Bob Seeger, T-Bone Watkins from uh, TLC. Um, 
We've had less yeah, deaths awesome. lately in the in the music world, so that's yeah. I'm good. glad I don't have to do. I'm glad I don't have to do as many tribute episodes. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's kind of a a nice thing, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's what it's going to be. I'm going to shoot a, a balloon down really quick though. Balloon, oh, balloon, balloon. Kill, kill balloon. the balloon. Do what you got to do. Hey, balloon. did you um uh? I forgot what I was going to say. There's something with music. Oh, Florence and the Machine. Are you a fan? Yeah, I do like Florence and the Machine, and I like Florence, and I like the machine and the machine. Okay. And not, I like them together. I, me too. I'm not sure I'd like the machine without her, but with the, with her, the, <laughs> right, the machine, great. without Florence, the machine is just uh, you know. My wife could not stop listening to Florence and the Machine yesterday. That's all that played in the house. Really? I heard it all day. Yeah. I don't know why or what's going on. So I thought I'd check with you to make sure she's not you know listening to something no, she's terrible. not nuts. That's a good choice. Tina was all about the erasure over the weekend. So every time I came upstairs, Tina was sewing masks and playing erasure. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> A little respect seemed to be playing every time I came upstairs. Yeah, that, one. <laughs> that one will eat your soul out after a while. I tried to discover <laughs> something to make me sweet. <laughs> I used to listen to them a lot. Yeah. They're That's good. A great album. Nothing wrong with the Razor. Great album. Nope, not Pro- at all. Probably their best album. All right. Um, and they still make music, which is weird. They do. It's not great. It's okay. It's not good. <laughs> it's good. You it's know what? Okay. I bought I bought their Kickstarter album, and it's not it's not the Innocence. Mm-hmm. It's not the Circus, but it's still good. It's okay. Yeah. They've yeah. been consistent. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. A lot of it sounds like yeah. their old music, but. Hey, uh, don't forget, if you like all the stuff you heard today, uh, support over at patreon.com slash TMS is all we ask. So head on over there. Even for a buck a month, they'll get you cool stuff. Now, this week, this Friday, we're not doing a PM because instead we're doing the play day. That's on Friday at 1 p.m. in the Mountain Time Zone. We're going to play some uh, Jackbox games with you, dear listeners. Patrons first, everybody else next. But you can come watch it live no matter who you are. We'll be right here on Twitch. So check that out. Uh, details about that and everything else at frogpants.com slash TMS. There's a new Fred and Can out this week. Go check that out. I put that up yesterday. Forgot to mention it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It made me laugh out loud, and, I, and I'm not used to doing that with my own work. Usually I hate what I do, and I don't look at it for another year, and then I find it funny. So I actually found it funny right away for some reason. Uh, if you want to uh, follow Fred's attempt to make bread and uh, Can's attempt to speak realistically to him, why then you're in, you're in good hands uh fred how and have i missed com. this with all my sourdough travails yeah uh, he's how uh, have i missed this, uh, this this comic he's getting on he's getting on the bandwagon uh anyway so there's that and uh that's it frogpants.com slash tms brian let's get out of here with some music what are we closing sure. out with uh darcy wine wrote in and said hey blunt and smash i have no real reason for this request but i love the original version of the song from the first time i heard it as a kid back in the 80s a while back i found this cover while digging around for 80s covers on pandora I loved it just from the start, just as much as I did the original song. You guys keep kicking ass and taking names. Signed, Darcy. P.S. Love the show, though. Nice. Thank you, Darcy Wine. That's a very cool name, by the way. Darcy Wine. Yeah. Uh, should be a musician if you're not already, because Darcy <laughs> Wine feels like a great musician name. I agree. Anyway, this is uh, Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue. This is covered back in 2011 by Powerman 5000 for their Copies, Clones, and Replicants album. Uh, the whole thing is really good. They do a Van Halen cover on there. Speaking of Van Halen, uh, Radio Gaga, I think these guys have done. Here's Power Man 5000 with their cover of Electric Avenue. <laughs> We're gonna walk down to the left and get a new direction higher. 
Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You're just taking a missile up your tailpipe.